What's up, guys? We are back with another episode of the Next Gen Podcast. I'm your co-host, Andrew Christensen, joined alongside, as always, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Brooks Huber. Brooks, we just wrapped up week 10. Did you get some football in this weekend? Oh, yeah. I was watching the seven hours of the Red Zone channel plus Sunday Night Football. I had a fun time. I ate some nachos, so... When you get all that stuff in, it's a pretty good Sunday. What, don't you what think? toppings do you put on the nachos? Are you like a meat type of guy, or you just do a plain? Well, I just had like meat nachos today for dinner, uh, but I go with a classic cheese. I actually did Doritos this time though. Oh, so I love that. Of, like the tortilla chips. Have I you ever done cool. Doritos? Okay, tell me this: Why is like Cool Ranch Doritos not used for nachos? I've never tried it, but I feel like that would smack. Blue Cheetos or Doritos? No, no. I don't know. I don't know. Blue Doritos. No. I might might need to try that after this, but the listeners tuned in for a football podcast. And before we dive in, we have some interesting topics. We're talking about Cam Newton himself, also about the Seahawks, if they can make the playoffs or not. Contenders or pretenders, booking it with Brooks and locks and upsets. So before we get into it, we have to give the listeners a sneak peek into our bull takes for this podcast. So lay one on us. I'm not going to go with the biggest one right now. However, it is going to be pretty big. And I think Nick Chubb getting back from the COVID list, the Browns, they got absolutely smacked by Mac Jones. Yes, in they Foxborough. did. And did you see the stat the last time? The Browns won in New England. Bill Belichick was their head coach. I thought that was crazy. I thought that was absolutely insane. That is crazy. But back to the matter at hand, I think Nick Chubb comes back. I think the Browns bounce back. Nick Chubb's going to run for 150 yards and two touchdowns as the Browns take down the Lions. They'll probably win by 10 plus. I love it. Well, I have a bold take. Like you said, this isn't my boldest one, but I have a good segue. Because we're talking about Cam Newton next. So one of my bold takes actually is that Cam Newton will have a total of five touchdowns against Ron Rivera, his former coach, and the Washington football team. I think one of those is on the ground, and I think three of those are through the air. So we will see. That would be quite the first game for him, even though he – first game as a starter, right? So we got to talk Cam Brooks. So – what what should we talk about with Cam? Well, we got to talk about him saying that he's back because that was the – I got chills. Like, let me tell you what. I got absolute chills listening to him. That was the best thing ever. I loved hearing Cam, and I'm just – I've always been a pretty big fan of Cam. And, oh, it, it was just I, – I can't describe it. I loved him it. Him saying love that it. he was back. And he pulled it, his it helmet off. He pulled his helmet it, off. He looked it in the camera. And as a viewer, right, you know, I'm sitting at home, but like Cam looked directly in the camera. I could just feel him. And he just, he just screams, I'm back. And I was like, yes, you are like Cam, you are back. He had the first two touchdowns for the Panthers. What, like what an incredible plays too. Exactly. Two touchdowns. And he wasn't even the starter, right? So you had PJ Walker. So he comes in. If you like didn't watch the game and all of a sudden you tune in and you like look up the stats and you're like, Cam Newton has two touchdowns. Is he even starting? Well, he doesn't need to. But anyways, he made quite the statement. What are your predictions on this week with the Washington football team and Cam Newton? Well, they're going to win. It's, I mean, I think that's going to be pretty obvious. 
with how Cam played. And Cam Newton with a full playbook, he's getting the first string reps. It's going to be awesome. Well, yeah, it's back to the Cam Newton thing. I mean, he said last week at this time on Sunday, he was eating cereal, which I thought that was the best quote ever. I might have to put this on the wall right next to the Next Gen Podcast logo right here. But it, it was just awesome seeing him back. And I just loved watching him. I think the Panthers, I don't want to spoil the rest of this for now, but I think they have a good shot at the playoffs with Cam Newton. And I, I just think he brings so much more energy to that team, which Sam Darnold did. Because Sam Darnold was a scrub towards the end of his last so, few starts. So you talked about Colts. I have to add one on, too. Um, I forget where I saw this, but essentially a reporter asked Cam how much of the playbook that he was familiar with. And his answer was two touchdowns worth. And so that was hilarious because he came out, like you said, had two plays and two touchdowns. He didn't need to know the playbook. He just needed to know that I have to put the ball in the end zone. That's what he did. It's good to see him back, but more importantly, it's good to see him back in that blue and what is it? Silver. Isn't it crazy though? Isn't it crazy that his first career start was in Arizona and his first start back with the Panthers and his second tenure is also in Arizona. Like, doesn't that all come full circle? No, I love that. He's, he's definitely one of those players that made his mark on Arizona and it's going to be interesting to see how he does in a full game as a starter. Um, We talked about it earlier. I am not the biggest fan on Cam Newton this year. Um, I love the man himself, but I think he's still going to struggle. We've seen him with his shoulder issues, so we'll see what he does out there. Predictions, though, are they making the playoffs? That's going to be one of our other segments. You guys will have to listen to that in a bit. Andrew, if you would have read the script that I sent you, it's on there. It's one of the Booking with Brooks topics. we got to get to pretenders or contenders, though. So let's go with the Patriots. They just won 45-7. to They put up 50 points on the Jets, who beat the Titans and the Bengals. Are, are we not giving enough credit to Mac Jones and the Patriots here? Are they contenders, or are they just simply pretenders? Yeah, definitely the, this past week um... – Mac Jones just looked incredible out there. He has by far the highest QBRs out of all the rookie quarterbacks looking, looking great. But when we label contenders, um, what comes to my mind is Super Bowl contenders and the Patriots are in my mind, a pretender in that aspect. I do think they could sneak into the playoffs, but it's going to be a wild card spot and they're going to be a early first round exit if they do so. Well, I'm going to go opposite here. I think they are bona fide contenders right now. You look at the AFC, it's wide open. There's not one team where you can point at and say that team's the best. You can kind of think it's the Titans right now, but it's really it's really anybody's game right now. And the Patriots are just one game back for the AFC East, the lead. And I don't think we're giving enough credit to Mac Jones. He's been playing amazing right now. Their run game is amazing. Their wide receivers are stepping up. Hunter Henry has been a top 10 Seven, eight, he eight, had, eight he tight has seven end. touchdowns in seven games. Exactly, exactly. So he has been balling out. Their defense has been absolutely amazing. Matthew Judon, we kind of dogged on that signing last offseason. He has been phenomenal. I love them as a contender right now. And I, I just think when you can put up 40-plus points with a rookie quarterback, it doesn't matter who you're playing, whether it's the Jets or the Browns, you got to feel pretty confident about your team. And – 
in both those games, the defense held the team under 10 points. We got to go to the Browns now, which they were on the opposite end of that. They got smacked. What do you think? So we're talking about the Browns, a team that I definitely love their defense, but their offense has had some struggles. I am labeling them as pretenders as well. And here's the reason. Baker Mayfield, although we've had some games where we've seen some stardom or some some areas where he's able to move the ball, he is a player that will not be a starter for the Browns in the next two years. I can guarantee that. I've heard rumors they're looking around as well for different quarterbacks. He's just not the guy that's going to be able to get it done and be able to deliver him to Super Bowl. And so they need a better quarterback at the helm there, especially (laughs) with the talent they have on defense. Wow. You really just said that Baker Mayfield is that they should move on from him. Do you know how long it's taken? That is not what I said. I'm not going to let you do this again. You said 2024, he's out the door. Yeah, that doesn't mean, yeah, that doesn't mean you make it sound like I'm like, they need to move on from him now. They're not going to just move on. Two years from now. But you're saying they should move on from them when his contract's over. That's what you're saying. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying by 2024 season, whether it's a trade, whether it's not a resigning. That means they're moving on from him, Andrew. By 2024. Yeah. yeah. So you think by 2024, they should move on from a guy that they've been looking for for the past 20 years. They went through Brandon Whedon, Tim Couch, Johnny Manziel, Josh McCown, Deshaun Kaiser. You can list the names of all the terrible quarterbacks they've taken and started, and they finally found an average one that can win them games, and you think that they want to risk starting over that cycle again? No. I agree they are a higher-level quarterback competition away from being real solid contenders. But give Baker Mayfield a shot. My golly. No. I mean, this is just blast. I, I can't. I can't even right now. I can't. Here's the thing, Brooks. Yours. You, you got, well, here's the thing. We, we've seen rumors about people like Deshaun Watson. We don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to go. There's a lot of veteran quarterbacks that are going to be on the move. If you are telling me that if the Browns had the opportunity to sign a talented quarter like back like that, that they wouldn't, then you're crazy. Here's the thing. They could go different ways. I'm not saying they're not going to resign them. I'm not saying they're going to trade them. I don't know how it's going to work, whether that's next year if they draft a quarterback that could soon replace them. But Baker Mayfield oh. is not the future in Cleveland. And if you can sit there and tell me that he is, then Cleveland Browns fans are not going to have any hope for the next five years as long as he's the quarterback. If you go on the route of taking a different quarterback, they're not going to have, they might not have hope for the last 20 years. Because that's what they've had. They haven't had hope for the last 20 years. The Houston Oilers won the AFC North more recently than the Cleveland Browns. And you want to know why? You want to know why that's the case? Because they haven't had a competent quarterback in that long. They finally have a competent quarterback right now, and you think that they should just try and hope for an upgrade? Yeah, it's so because hard to attract quarterbacks in this league right now. I, I can't even believe you're saying this. We gotta Brooks. move on. No, because they are the, the. Where are they sitting in the AFC North right now? At the bottom of that, do you think they are the worst team out of the Ravens, Steelers, Bengals? No, no, they are way better than all those teams. They, they are, are the underperforming. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. So if you're telling me that they are have all this hope and that Baker Mayfield is going to be able to deliver them to Super Bowl, I I don't know how to convince you otherwise. Because well, no, would you rather if you're a, if you're a Browns fan, would you rather have the playoffs as kind of the floor and Brooks, what I'm saying, or what do you want another 20 years of poverty? 
I mean, that's what you really they're have to not, They're not going to throw Baker Mayfield out of the door for a guy like Deshaun Kaiser again. What they're going to do is they're going to find either a replacement in the draft or they're going to trade or even you know, sign a veteran quarterback such as someone like Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. Like They're going to make a move like that because people know that they are a contender with an elite quarterback that is not Baker Mayfield. Here's the argument, though. You have to actually want to go to Cleveland. And let's say, like you said, through the draft, there is no guarantee. Absolutely no guarantee in the draft. And we, I'm going to have to cut part of this stuff out. But we got to talk about the Rams because we're talking about this way too long. They just got embarrassed back-to-back weeks. What do you think about them? I don't need to talk long on this. We can save some time because the Rams are still contenders. Um, you may be upset about Matthew Stafford if you have him on your fantasy team. But in the end, I lost they... two games by two points. I, I'm so sick. Of this. And that is that is devastating. If I had him on my team, I'd probably be absolutely raging right now. But they have got some new weapons. Obviously, Robert Woods, I think it showed that he is muchly missed on that team. So hopefully as OBJ becomes more familiar, you can step into a similar role. And as players like Von Miller get more familiar, um, I'm not afraid about the Rams. I think they're still going to be contenders in that NFC. They're going to be contenders in the NFC, but do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl anymore? The answer is That's your pick too, which is sad. It it was, yeah, but no, it's not anymore. Uh, You know, fantasy football aside, Matthew Stafford looked awful last night. He threw two interceptions, should have thrown more, arguably. He had a lot of missed throws, a lot of dropped picks. And now, granted, you can blame the wide receivers for dropping balls, too, but the defensive backs drop as many. So I'm going to say they're contenders, but I would not be surprised if they were the five-seer whatever and ended up getting bounced in the wild card. I, I would not be surprised because Matt Stafford can't show up when you need him the most. And here's the thing. A lot of it, too, was the play style, right? The 49ers came out and just ran it down their throat. I think they took like nine or ten minutes off one possession. Mm-hmm. So when you come out and you're facing a team and they put up 14 points and take, you know, essentially the first half out of the play, it's hard to get in a rhythm. And I think that was a big play. They were just down from the end. From yeah. The start. Yeah. Let's talk about the Chargers now. We started off getting a little heated. Now we're kind of mellowing. Now I like it. I like it. We got to lighten this up now. Chargers, they have that new young head coach. They have a new young quarterback. They're sitting at five and four. Everybody thought they would be this new hot team, Super Bowl contenders. But right now, they've kind of not been playing very well. They're five and four. What's your take on them? If you ask me this question next year, I will labor them as contenders. But this year, I've said it all along. I still think Justin Herbert is a little bit of ways um, from really stepping up to that elite level. So I have them labeled as pretenders. And also their run defense is one of the worst in the league. So um, they just have they just have some areas to shore up. They have a lot of talent. Justin Herbert is going to be a stud in the league. But for now, they are definitely contenders or pretenders. <laughs> I was like, where are you, where are you going with there? <laughs> no, I'm going to agree with you, too. I think you actually summed it up perfectly. They are one year away in almost every single aspect. You give Brandon Staley one more year to be the head coach, that's going to pay dividends. You give Justin Herbert one more year to cement himself as an elite quarterback, he's going to be that guy in one year. So I think we were also a little bit too quick to call him elite right away, right off the gate after his rookie year. Uh, he's definitely, he's been good, don't get me wrong, but he's not on that elite level. He's not like yeah. a Dak Prescott, Lamar, Mahomes, all that stuff. And I think their defense is also one year away. They got to fix that run deep because without and- that, they're going to lose so many games. 
And I totally agree. One final comment. Um, we mentioned Mac Jones. He's also a young quarterback. I think the Patriots and Chargers are similar teams where I love both head coaches. Their quarterbacks have a lot of potential, but they just are they just need a little bit of extra experience before they are can be labeled as, you know, um, prote- or contenders in this league. Well, here's the thing, though, about Mac Jones. He will never be elite in my eyes. He was, out of all the quarterbacks in the draft, the most pro-ready. We knew this. We knew he was going to be like this. But as far as ceiling goes, it's not that high. It really isn't. He can only go so far in that system. And I don't think he'll ever be considered a top 10 quarterback in this league unless he's winning rings like Tom Brady. But, yeah, that's where I'm going with that. Let's start off with Booker Brooks because we've got to go fast through these. Obviously, I can edit this podcast a little bit here and there. Oh, the listeners are having a good time. So we are going to kick it off with the first question, which is, are you booking it that the Panthers will make the playoffs with Cam Newton? Well, I'm looking at my little cheat sheet here uh, where I put out everything that like the podcast overview. And I'm going to go with yes, I do think so. I think right now it's anybody's game in the wild card race right now. Obviously, the Cardinals or the Rams will get that five seed. But the six and seven are up for grabs. You have the Saints starting Trevor Simeon, which we'll hit on the next um, topic of booking with Brooks. But I definitely think that they can be a wild card team just because Cam Newton brings so much to the table. He instantly makes them a better red zone team, which makes them score more points. And their young defense is only getting better week by week. I love that answer. The next one is, are the Saints, should they continue to start Trevor Simeon? We've seen a little bit of up and down with him. Do you think they should transition to Taysom Hill, or are you booking it that they should keep Simeon? No, they should definitely uh, start Taysom Hill like last week or two weeks ago. I have no idea why Simeon's the starter. We kind of knew by 2017 that he was not going to be a franchise guy for any team. And now we have Sean Payton thinking that he is. Like, this is this team is not going to be very good. And you can tell that they're losing games and they're losing momentum. And with Taysom Hill, similar to the Cam Newton situation, he instantly makes you a better red zone team. And I love what he brings to the table. I think he's a valuable asset. And he's more of just a tight end running back, wildcat quarterback. You can be a legit quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. And I think he should be given a shot to do so. Yeah, you, you bring up a good point there. Uh, just watching the Saints play, I don't. I think people are being a little hard on Simeon. I've I've watched Taysom Hill in previous years, and he is not a great thrower. He's a great runner. So, well, he's not I a great thrower though. But I don't know how much better Trevor Simeon is than Taysom Hill. I think it's yeah, more I, I think, of the receiver options that is the issue in New Orleans. But well, they dropped a lot. But I, I feel like again, like with that though, if your receivers are dropping a lot of passes, why not start Taysom Hill? And then add that little rushing upside there as well. You know, either way, Michael Tom. Yeah, well, yeah, I do agree there. Either way, Michael Thomas should have had his surgery earlier because he is much needed at this point. But either way, we have to move on to the third question. Brooks, are you booking it that the Cowboys, your favorite team, have the best offense in the league? Yeah, I am. I'm going to book that. They just put 40 points on the. Falcons, who were a, the seventh seed coming into today. So people can say, oh, it was only the Falcons. They were a playoff team. People actually thought they were good. I, I didn't at all. Uh, but people did. There's people that did. So we're going to give them credit there. But looking at this, 
they have the most points scored per game at 31.6, which that leads the NFL. They also have the most total yards with 43 point or 433.9. And I think they are second in the NFL in rushing. So I would say they are the best offense. I think the numbers speak for themselves. And they're just the most balanced team in football. They can either run down your throat with their dual threat or their their two-headed running back core, or Dak can throw for 400 on you. So you got to pick your poison there. Yeah, they definitely have an explosive offense. A team we already talked about, Brooks, are you booking it that the Cleveland Browns will make the playoffs? No, and I kind of talked about the Panthers and Browns beforehand, so I might just crop that out. But no, I'm looking at their schedule, and it's incredibly difficult. They play the Ravens twice in the next three weeks. They have a bye week in between, which I think that's kind of weird. You play your division rival, oops, you have a bye week, and then you do it again. So that's kind of weird. I think they'll finish with eight or nine wins, and simply with that wild card race, I don't see them getting in the playoffs like that. Like I'm currently looking at their schedule. They're five and five. Play the Lions, that's six and five. Ravens twice. Can they get one win out of that, maybe? All right, that's like seven and six. I mean, they play the Raiders, Packers, Steelers, Bengals. I mean, it's just going to be incredibly difficult, don't you think? Yeah, they definitely have a tough schedule. One team, though, that we did see that was good to see them come out was the Kansas City Chiefs. They came out and had an explosive win against the Raiders. Patrick Mahomes threw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns. Thank you for that, Patrick. I needed that on my fantasy (laughs) team. Are you booking it that the Kansas City Chiefs are back? Oh, heck yeah, I am. This week is going to be the real test versus the Cowboys. I have the Cowboys. I'm not actually going to spoil my upsets right now. I'm not. I'm doing too much spoiling right now. Shoot. I do think they're back. We saw Patrick Mahomes play his best game of the season where he had five touchdowns. And this is not your average Lions-looking team. This was the Raiders. People thought they were good. I never did. But there were people that said they were good. So I'm going to give them their credit there. And Mahomes just stomped on them. I think Mahomes is back. I think their offensive line's back. Their defense played phenomenal. This Chiefs team, while it's not as good as the one that went to the Super Bowl last year, it's good enough to make a potential run in the playoffs with how wide open the AFC is. Yeah, I totally agree on that. You mentioned we are going over our upsets today as well. But before we get to that, let's talk about our locks, Brooks. I'm going to start us off because last week my theme was the comeback where I said that the Cowboys and Chiefs who came off bad losses were locks to win, which they did. I'm doing the same here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I I know that they are going to win this game over the New York Giants. My second lock is the Titans over the Texans. Even though the Titans don't have Derrick Henry, their offense has still been playing pretty well, and their defense has really stepped up. And then lastly, a team that has definitely been hot is the New England Patriots. We talked about them a little bit. I think they're going to continue this momentum this Thursday night after they get a win over the Falcons. I like that with Patterson now. That's a, that's a great pick. I was considering them, but I'm going to go Browns over Lions. That's going to go with my Chubb bold prediction from earlier in the podcast. I think Chubb's going to have a big day. And when Baker Mayfield faces adversity, watch out. When people count him out, he is ready. And I think I'm going to have to get Andrew a Baker Mayfield jersey for his birthday after this huge debate. The biggest I, debate in Next Gen Podcast history, Here's the by thing. The way. I don't even like... Not, I don't even dislike Baker Mayfield, but I feel like I have to now after that debate. 
That was such a that was the most heated debate oh. in next gen podcast history. I might not even cut all of it out, but the next I have Titans over Texans, you kind of listed all of them. I think AJ Brown's gonna go off and the Texans just aren't a good football team. You know, at one point they were one and oh, but now they they're gonna be lucky to get two wins, which were I where I said in the first podcast of the year, yeah, I have no idea. It's sad. But I'm also because... gonna go Bucks over Giants as well. But yeah, okay. go ahead. Good picks, sir. It is sad you mentioned the Texans because what was it like two, three years ago? They were one of the better teams with DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson, and now they are just a terrible team with really nothing to look forward to. So I'm sorry, Houston fans. Yeah, I'm gonna go now. We got to hurry up because I mean the recording's a little bit off, but. We're trying to make this a 30-minute episode. I'm going to go with Steelers over Chargers. This is an upset. I don't know what the spread is, but last time these two teams played, the Steelers won with Duck Hodges, whatever his name is. I have no idea what his name is, but I think their defense is going to come to play, and this is just piggybacking off the Chargers being one one year away from being a that solid team. But, yeah, this is Sunday night. It's at L.A. They're not going to be packing the fans. You know the terrible towels travel well. I got the Steelers there. And then I got my Cowboys going over the Chiefs. I don't care. Call me biased. Call me whatever you want. I like my Cowboys this week. It's in Arrowhead. They're going to get a statement win. And they're going to have analysts like Stephen A. Smith thinking, are the Chiefs not for real? Even though they, in fact, are. So... I love those picks. For my upsets, upsets, I have the Raiders over the Bengals. This game is in Las Vegas. I like the Raiders in this one in a bounce back win. And then I'm piggybacking off of your Dallas pick as well. Let's Look, go. Looking at the slate of games, this is the one that I think has the most potential to be an upset. So that's why I have Dallas as well winning over Kansas City, who I same think of them as a contender. See, here's the thing. We started off this episode so rocky and we just – it's like the climax, like a great movie. It just we significantly got better. Now, hopefully it doesn't drop off like movies do in our bold takes. But yeah, we have two more. Let's just go through them quick because I don't know what the time's looking like right now. So yes, I agree. So we talked, we started the episode with bold takes. So I will remind the listeners, one of mine is that Cam Newton will have a total of five touchdowns against Ron Rivera's former coach and the Washington football team. I'm going to piggyback that off with a Kyle Pitts bold take like here. It. it is not a good one either. And I, I love where you're going with this. All right. I was just going to say the same thing. Okay. So Kyle Pitts is held to under 40 yards this game, even with both Cordero Patterson and Kelvin Ridley out. If you look at history, Bill Belichick is the best coach at taking away the, the other team's best player. He's done it all throughout this year if you and so i think that kyle pitts is going to get shut down by this new england defense you have redeemed yourself by the way you started off really rocky and you've been looking really good as of late so i'm very proud of you you've come a long way my next one i'm gonna say obviously i had the chub 150 yards two touchdowns they demolished the lines i'm gonna go here though with jamar chase i'm gonna go against your raiders pick jamar chase has over 135 receiving yards and a touchdown as they take down the Las Vegas Raiders. You get, you see Tyreek Hill at seven receptions, 83 yards, two touchdowns. Kelsey at eight receptions, 119 yards. 
that secondary is not playing very well. And I think Jamar Chase will exploit that because off the bye week. And then my next one after that is the Steelers. I'm going to piggyback the Steelers upset. And I think Najee Harris will be a top five fantasy play this week with 30 fantasy points. Najee Harris, 30 and fantasy PPR points. PPR league? Yeah, PPR. Half. Okay. Because, I, I can I mean, get on board. I don't I mean, know how I don't know how bold that is, but hey. Well, okay. I, I just feel like now you can like divvy up touchdowns yards. Their run defense is terrible. The terrible towels will be there. I think it's gonna be a home game for the Steelers, even though it's in LA. And Najee Harris, let's just say he will get 30 points with like only like five receptions. Okay. So it's gonna be okay. it's gonna be mostly down the ground, I feel like. I won't count like those like cheesy receptions if it's like 15 or whatever, but no, it's going to be done with touchdowns and on the ground. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Well, I am ending it off with my last one here and it is that Jonathan Taylor will rush for over a hundred yards, but you listeners may be like, well, that's not bold. Well, they play against the best run defense, the Buffalo Bills, who are a team that is only giving away an average of 65 rush yards per game. And so we know that the Colts are going to give at least 10 carries to Hines and Mac combined. So JT is going to rush over for 100 yards and absolutely exploit that Buffalo Bills run defense, who has been absolutely really insanely good this year. Are you sure you don't want to change that to 125? I mean, he's that, not here the last three weeks. Yeah, see, that's I mean, the thing. It doesn't matter if you're a top-ranked defense. I mean, no, I truly run how he is running. But isn't it crazy though, like that the Bills have only allowed 65 rush yards on average per game? Like that is that is incredible. They have been absolutely. Who have they terrible. played though? Like I mean, because no, they I know the Tennessee. Bills have been top I know defense. that at least, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, because I know the Bills have been in top defense this year, and I think Henry had a pretty good game against them. But that concludes this episode. We want to thank you guys for listening. We're doing these one a week now make sure we can get you guys the best content and we really appreciate you guys please go subscribe to our youtube follow our tiktok we got a we got a fun guy from our next gen fantasy league running that tiktok so please go follow that up and also follow the podcast page while you're at we love you guys see you guys next week peace out